for it. Not for anybody else. Yeah. But for yourself. For yourself. For yourself. For yourself. Uh, I was trying to get it. Uh, brother used to push the Honda Civics. Yeah. What's facts if you never lived it? Uh, no cap, I've been really winning. Yeah. No cap, I've been really winning. Uh, drop the pride and I drop the ceiling. Uh, new era, this a new beginning. Uh, work hard, gotta trust the vision. Welcome to your next season podcast. This is going to be another episode of just me giving you some things that I have learned and some things that I think will really help you out. Now, you're probably interested in the title of this episode and thinking, "Mm, how can somebody who is so interested in self-improvement be kind of against New Year's resolutions? But That's what I'm here to talk to you about today. And it will all make a lot of sense, uh, at least to me anyways, (laughs) when I'm all done. So there are three kind of main pieces to why I think New Year's resolutions don't usually help you out in the long term. Purpose, timing, and personal. And I'll kind of go through each one of those so it makes a lot more sense to you. So when you're trying to set some sort of goal or resolution for yourself, the whole purpose is to improve your life, to improve people around you, to make your life more fun, easier, healthier. You're looking for things to become more positive in some way for yourself, for those around you, and in many areas of your life. It's all up to you. And knowing that, the first piece of purpose, I think, really matters. You might have heard of, you know, the old saying of you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make a drink, meaning you can help somebody as much as you can, give them all the resources, give them all the support, literally lead them right to where they need to be, but it is up to them to make the choice to improve. So just think about that for a minute of maybe when you have tried to help somebody else out, or if you had even tried to help yourself in that way. But regardless, if it was somebody else or yourself, you've given all of the resources, all of the support, and it still didn't work out because you have to make the choice to want to change. And funny enough, uh, this past semester in grad school, we were talking about change and my professor made a really funny joke, or at least I thought it was really funny at the time. And he said, there's only one group of people who like change. And we're all like, um, who is that? And then he said, oh, you know what? Caitlin knows about this. And I'm thinking, what do I know that everybody else doesn't know about people who like change? And then he said, babies, babies like to get changed. They like their diapers changed. They like change and they would get much more happy after the change. And I thought that was just hysterical, honestly, because they knew I just, I was on my maternity leave at the time and, you know, obviously showing off baby pictures. So I thought it was really funny. And he's right. Usually babies just love to get their diaper changed, but he's also right in that they're the only group that overall, even if you are susceptible, overall change is uncomfortable and it can be very challenging and it's just something different than what we're used to. You're going out of your comfort zone and it's just, you have to adjust. You have to 
make other changes for that change. You have to decide to do different things. It's just going to come up in your life that there's different things going on. So coming back to the purpose here, the change is hard to make or could be challenging or just different. And so unless if you are actually actively choosing to work with the change, to want the change, then it may work out for a little bit, but most likely it will not last and it will not be sustainable. For an example, a lot of people for the new year, especially because they have deals or they think, oh, it's a new year now, or other people are doing it and they think, wow, here's a great time to get my body back on track and I'm going to go to the gym. They have a two for one deal. They have the first month off, a low payment plan, uh, no money down, something like that that's in, in enticing you to go to the gym. And so if you regularly already go to the gym, you will notice a fun little uprising of people at the gym come January 3rd, 4th, or 5th, like I have. And I think to myself, well, these are all just a New Year's resolution people. And say by March, you probably will be gone. Now, that's not the nicest way to look at it, I guess, because I want people to take care of themselves and go to the gym. But the reason why it's not working out for them is because of the purpose. For other people who it successfully works for them and they go to the gym as often as their goals is because that they wanted it for themselves. And they knew for one reason or another that it's the thing that they needed to do. Where the people who do it as a New Year's resolution, often it does not work out because your purpose is that the year changed. The calendar went from one day to the next day and it happened to be this particular day that it changed that comes around every year. So if time is just passing by, and that's the reason that you're now going to go to the gym. Then when the time keeps going and you get further and further from this kind of almost made up motivation to go to the gym, then it's probably not going to be sustainable. And some more time is going to pass by and you're going to get further and further away from your initial excitement of going. And this could be other things as well, of course, not just the gym, but it needs to fit in your life. And that's another big piece of this purpose section here. It needs to fit into your life. If you are magically wanting to go to the gym now because the calendar changed to say 2022 instead of 2021 or whichever year it may be at the time, you're not necessarily making a schedule for it. You need to... if fit the hours in the day. If you want to go to the gym three times a week for half an hour, an hour, okay, well then you need at least like three hours every week that you're no longer doing whatever else you were doing before. And now you're going to the gym. But if you just got excited and knew that the new year was coming and you wanted to do this, you probably didn't make a plan to fit this in because it wasn't a true purpose of yours. Like you truly weren't like, yeah, I want to go to the gym because I have health problems. I want to go to the gym because I want to be strong. I want to go to the gym to lose weight. I want to go to the gym because I have diabetes. I want to go to the gym because 
I want to take care of my body. No, instead, for the most part, truly, if you truly get down to the honesty of it, you said, I want to go to the gym because it is a new year. So that's going to be my resolution. I'm going to go to the gym just because the year has sprung forward. So that's not going to be a big enough purpose to keep you going for long-term, which is the next kind of area I want to go into is timing. Again, we have this kind of aura of this magical time. It's a new year. It's a new start. It's a time that I can change my life for the better. And I can say, well, you know, these past blah, blah, blah years, however old you are, I have done this or that. But you know what? Now this year is going to be my year. You know, the saying new year, new me, which I always joke at now because it just seems silly to me. For one, you can't completely change who you are necessarily, as well as you just want to change the parts that are not serving you. You don't want to just become a whole new person. And uh, I don't know, unless if maybe you have a lot of things to work on, I guess, but we all do in some ways or another, but it just seems like this magical time that all of a sudden you want to just change every single thing at the same time. And it's just going to be amazing because it went from December 31st to January 1st and so on. Another thing with the timing for your goals, which I really like to make goals instead of resolutions, are the short-term versus the long-term. Typically for a New Year's resolution, it might just be, well, I want to do this by like this date or like I want to eat more fruits and vegetables for the next like year. And you might think, okay, well, that's long-term, right? I want to do this for the entire year because it's my new year's resolution. But like I previously said, usually it doesn't last that long. So that kind of leads me into, I like to think of either goals or habits over resolution. Because goals and habits are usually more long-term. Instead of just thinking, I want to do this for the year or a few months, I want to make this a part of my lifestyle. I want to make this sustainable. I want this to be a part of my daily life or my weekly life, and I want it to be a habit. And when it becomes a habit, you don't have to try so hard. You don't have to work so hard necessarily that over like just having a resolution, something I'm just trying to do. You know, I'm going to practice it and then I'm going to become so good at it that I just have to do it or I want to do it or I need to do it or I just do it like I'm on autopilot. But it makes me super happy or it makes me healthy or it makes me better or it makes me more conscious or whatever it may be. So when you think of the timing of it all, if you set a goal, any time of the year, it will most likely be more long-term and it will probably hopefully become more to a habit. I thankfully have come to the point where I'm a little bit more habitual about going to the gym now. And let me kind of just tell you my whole little story uh, recently of working out just to share with you on a personal level and hopefully you get something out of it. You know, I always like to share what season I'm in and what season I'm going next to. When I was uh, recently pregnant, 
I knew I needed to stay working out and be healthy for the growing of my baby. That was a huge motivation for me. And one that it's either you do it or you don't do it. And because I am, or I was growing a whole nother human being. I mean, I guess I still am in some ways, but you know what I mean? Since I was literally in the creation process of another human being, I know that there was not much room for slacking. And that was just my mindset. That was just me. That's how I felt the best that I could be for my child is that I needed to work out. So anyways, I was working out pretty consistently, obviously doing the workouts that were tailored to, you know, being very pregnant, Um, you know, not overdoing it or anything, but I was doing my little two pound weights in my living room and going on walks and just keeping my body fit and stretched and doing certain exercises that were going to help me prepare for giving birth and things like that. So I had a big motivation there. I'm literally growing a human being. And it wasn't, oh, well, in the new year, I will do this. Or when I grow to be this amount of months pregnant, it was pretty early on. And yeah, I had some ups and downs with it, but I was mostly consistent, especially towards the end of my pregnancy, because I knew it would help me. I knew it would help my child and it just was so needed. So in that way, it became more of a habit for me. Um, that I knew that this was just something I need to do and it helped me feel a lot better. And I feel like I had a lot less back pain. Like it was so many benefits to doing it that I just had to get it done. So then of course, after you give birth, you need time for recovery where you absolutely are not supposed to work out. And it's really not very helpful. I was doing some arm workouts because I knew that I could do that. But, you know, nothing lower body, nothing too strenuous either. Just something a little, just a little easy exercise. Um, And this wasn't even until maybe like three weeks afterwards as well. So then I get to around the six weeks point where the doctor cleared me. Yes, you can go work out. And I literally worked out the next day because I knew if I didn't start that day, then when was I going to start? Then I'm not going to lie. It did become more strenuous for me thinking about getting the workout in. I would really want to do it, but I would never make time for it. Or I would work out at home. I wouldn't really go to the gym. So because I was home and it was so accessible, actually, most of the time I would say, well, I'll just do this before I go to bed. And then bedtime rolls around and I just didn't get it done because I could have done it at any point. So because I could have done it anytime, I did it at no time. So there becomes this time of where, well, I'm not really working out that much. And as much as I'm busy being a new mom, being a full-time teacher, being a part-time grad student, you still need to make time for the things that are important and the things that are keeping you healthy. This comes down to the timing because of course, like this doesn't correspond with some magical time. Like even at the six weeks point, okay, now you can work out. It still wasn't really working for me. Like it had to be the right time and it had to be the right purpose for me to be able to do it. It wasn't just, okay, now six weeks, now you can exercise and you have a baby and let's go. And it all just works out. It really had to be a correct purpose, a meaningful purpose for it to be sustainable. So quick little side story kind of going with this is that one day my husband was like, you got to work out. 
you need to take care of your body because we both have, you know, some family conditions and whatnot. And those could possibly, you know, be brought down to us and passed down. I mean, and we got to take care of our bodies. You know, we're in our twenties and if we don't do it now, when are we going to do it? And when, by the time we're older, we could have a lot of problems, a lot of medical issues. If we don't take care of our body now to work up to that day. And, you know, he was talking about us being all together as a family and not wanting anybody to be burdened by some sort of medical issue just because we didn't take care of our bodies. And that was my purpose right there. It was a strong purpose. I need to take care of my body so that I can live a long, healthy life and so that I can be there for my family. And I don't want to burden my family because I just didn't go to the gym. And from being a dancer all my life, I actually really do love to move and exercise. It just wasn't fitting how I wanted it to. And I just didn't have a great enough purpose in my mind to make that shift and make that change. So when you're making a goal, you really want to think, what is the purpose of this? Because when you have a strong enough purpose like that, it's just got to, you got to do it. And I was afraid, I will admit, that I was going to slip back and be like, oh, no, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it then. I'll just do it this. But I envisioned myself, I envisioned myself completing it correctly, not slipping up, being hopeful and saying, you know what? I've done hard things. So I can totally do this. I've done hard things I didn't even want to do, but I had to do. And I want to do this. So I can do this. And so because I had a strong enough purpose and the timing, it was a long term. I don't want to just work out until 2023. I want to keep this workout for the rest of my life as long as I can, maybe even increase it. So because I had those first two purpose and timing, set up properly, I've so far been very successful. Now, if I had started in January, first of all, it would have been some time would have already passed. Like I would have just been starting, but because I started when that purpose, I've already been going for weeks now and is now already becoming a habit. And I also, because I started then, I was able to get a friend as an accountability partner to go with. But because my purpose is so strong and because I have scheduled out, like I was just mentioning, the time for this, you know, twice a week at this time, then I'll go on the weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. Because I plan the timing in there and I had a strong enough purpose, I've been successful so far versus if I just started a few days ago and my only purpose was because it became a new year and because I would just want to be healthy. I probably would have slipped because before when I was trying to work out, surprisingly enough, when I was motivated by my child to work out, I knew like I'm responsible for somebody else and my motherly instinct and as well as being a teacher, I'm so used to that, trying to take care for other people. But when it was just for myself and I didn't feel strongly enough about my purpose, because I'm overall, you know, a healthy 20 something year old, I, it just didn't. I didn't do it like how I wanted to do it, like how I knew I should do it. 
So more of the story is when you have great purpose and timing, then you can be really successful in your goals. And so this is why I'm not so much a fan of resolutions like that. And so the last piece, which kind of these all go, you know, kind of hand in hand is just like the personal part of it, the personal choice, the personal reason. And when we think about New Year's resolutions, some people get caught up in, well, I mean, everybody's doing it. Everyone else is thinking about new year things, new year's resolutions, new ways to change, putting out new things. Everybody is doing that. And so when you're just trying to kind of fit in, even if you're not thinking it or framing it that way, it's kind of uh, subconscious. You're just trying to fit in. Well, then it's not really going to work out for you, most likely. For some people, their New Year's resolutions do work. But I forget off the top of my head, but there's a big percentage wise of people who New Year's resolutions are not sustainable. They do not last, which means they're not successful. And, you know, failure helps us grow, but only when we then keep trying. If we just fail and stop, well, then we just failed. So if I just stopped going to the gym and didn't work out, then my body would uh, see those results versus taking care of my body, building up my muscle and my strength and giving, you know, my heart time to grow and all of those things then you'll see those results. And of course, all of these things uh, don't just have to be working out. That's just um, the most recent one that I have been working on. Another part of the personal piece is just the way that you want to live in your lifestyle. If you're making this change just to be like everybody else, well, then it's not really fitting in the type of life that you want. Maybe you are having a goal to write more as a writer, or maybe you have a goal to eat more fruits and vegetables. Maybe you have a mental health type of goal of going to therapy. And so if it's just like everybody else, then it might not fit into the lifestyle that you have. So you want it to be very personal and so that it does fit in with your lifestyle. If you want to do something that somebody else wants to do, their type of goal, their type of New Year's resolution, or just a popular one, then it might not fit with you. Maybe the person or the resolution that you're kind of copying or wanting to take on yourself um, doesn't match because maybe you have kids and they don't. Maybe you love to do certain activities and they don't. Maybe you work first shift, they work third shift. There's many reasons of why it has to be personal for you and fit into your lifestyle for it to be successful. And then the last kind of two pieces of the personal part is resources and the support, which also kind of goes along with the timing. If you haven't really done any preparation or really have kind of, yeah, just like getting prepared for the change or like knowing certain things about the change or kind of knowing there's going to be a trial and error period of the change, you probably won't be so successful with it. So you need to make sure you have the right supports in place. When I decided, okay, this had happened to me. I have a clear purpose now. I really need to go take care of my physical body and work out. So then I reached right out to a friend who I know had the same gym membership and said, hey, 
would you like to be my accountability gym partner? I really want to work out like two, three times a week. And like, if you're down, I'm down and let's go. And that worked out great for me. And I'm not sure if the, if the timing was off or if I didn't make it so personal like that and just try to do it myself that I would be like in the same position I am now. And then the resources as well. There's lots of things going on. And if you celebrate any holidays, then January time, you might not have as many resources. Or maybe the people around you who would be a resource are drained, or maybe they're not ready to take something on. So I believe that you have to kind of get all of your ducks in a row in a way to be really successful with it. And so if you're doing a New Year's resolution, the support or the resources may not be there. So again, that goes with like the timing of it as too. like, what makes the new year so enticing, right? Like what makes it seem like it's the right thing to do? In some ways, it helps us just track. Okay, what did I do from this January to the next January? Or what did I do from December to December? It helps us track things, but we don't have to start at the beginning of the year to be able to see what you've done in a year's time. For me personally, the past like three years has really been from March to March, the way that I've been looking at my years. And like, I guess coincidentally enough, that's also when my birthday is in the beginning of March um, and on March 3rd, so 3-3. So it kind of just, I don't know, three is my number, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, I've done lots of moving in March. I've done really big changes in March. I've had lots of things happening in my life in March. It seems like every March is like a new year for me and uh, not necessarily always a new season, but maybe a part of a new season for sure. So that's like how I've been looking at it. And so I'm probably just going to kind of keep looking at it like that, honestly. Um, so from March to March is kind of my year's time, but for the most part, I don't even really necessarily like to reflect on a whole entire year. As you know, I'm very supportive or um, my like view, my lens is really based more on your seasons because you could have a season that lasts three years or you could have a season that lasts just a month or you could have a season that lasts six weeks. So looking at a whole entire year might be like too much to digest and too much to kind of help you stay on track with something. If I waited until after a whole entire year has passed to see if I'm successful at something or not, it may be really discouraging or it may be really spectacular, but either way, it probably would be more smart for me or easier to make changes or make it better if I look at it in like shorter increments to see my progress. So still have long-term goals and make them habitual, but looking at a few months at a time to see how I'm doing, to help me reflect and make changes to make it better, make improvements. Altogether, the three kind of main parts of why I think overall New Year's resolutions just don't work is the purpose. You got to have a personal purpose 
You have to be the horse that's drinking. You have to be the one to say, okay, enough is enough, or this is what I really want, or something maybe happened in your life of why. I hear a lot of stories of somebody getting injured or somebody passing away or something kind of traumatic or crazy or or just life-changing happening in their lives. And that's the moment that they change. And so I'm not saying that you need to wait for some big event, but the purpose, something usually happens or someone usually says something or you just internally are like, you know what? I'm doing this, no excuses. And you know, I'm going to love it when I do it. It's going to be awesome. A lot of times there's something beautiful that we really want to do. And we actually really enjoy doing it, but sometimes we just don't do it. And then we usually feel some sort of regret or sadness that we didn't do it, but then we just don't do it again the next day. And so kind of getting over that hump will definitely help you be more successful. So that's why we have to have that purpose that really propels us forward. Like inertia, it will help us keep going usually. The second being the timing this whole magical day that comes every year from the 31st to the 1st will probably not push you forward. It's just not meaningful enough, usually, for you to absolutely make the change and stick with it. And ultimately, you want habitual long-term goals that are sustainable over just a short little, okay, let me just start the year this way. And then the last piece, personal. It's got to fit your lifestyle. It's got to be not what everybody else is doing. And you need the support and the resources to actually make it happen. So those are kind of the three main reasons of why New Year's resolutions, in my opinion, just usually don't work out for people. I shared my little story about um, kind of my working out journey. And I also just wanted to talk real quick also about my little mental health um, journey as well. So that's also another example, mostly of personal and purpose. Having a child is just absolutely incredible. It's just so amazing, honestly, and it's so life-changing. There are things and there are times though that are very challenging. And because it is so life-changing, it is a lot to take in, not to mention the sleep deprivation and trying to heal and just adjusting. Big, big change. Like I said, sometimes change is uncomfortable and having a child is uncomfortable. Again, amazing. Wow. So cool. And then there's times that you're like, I think I only slept for three hours. So now let me take on the day. (laughs) So in all of this happening and lots of changes and lots of family dynamics, you don't always think about how you're going to relate to other people while you have a child and how your child relates to them. And so through this whole process, I realized um, I need help in the mental department. I need support for somebody who I don't know to be there for as a sounding board and to give me strategies and to help me process some things because I realized I hadn't really been processing much in my life for the previous like couple years. And I had a ton of seasons through that whole time, tons. This is why I don't go year by year because I had so many seasons and that time frame that psh, too much to process at one time. And so this also kind of relates to the timing again, is that one day I just hit a wall and I had been talking about wanting to go to therapy while I was pregnant, even 
before I was pregnant for certain reasons, but for the most part, like while I was pregnant, I really like was starting to think about it. And then, you know, everything that was going on in the world, like, and the things that were going on in that season for me, I was like wanting to get therapy, but it just wasn't a big enough, like push for me, even though I totally should have wish I started sooner, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and so the purpose and the personal for me. So the purpose, like I really felt like I needed that support for sure. And the personal was that I, I just, I was like, I need to fit this into my life. I need to put at least an hour to myself every week, which honestly is not a lot. If you really think about just life and how we should live it, um, an hour to myself every week so that I can process these things so that I can actually better serve my family and the people around me because I will be taken care of and better off. And so when I finally just hit that wall, um, I just had like some postpartum anxiety and I still kind of, you know, working through some things, but, um, I just knew that was it. Like, I just knew that no matter how hard it is to find a therapist and it is challenging with stinks, but no matter how hard it is, I need to follow through and I need to be seeing someone. And so I talked to my doctor and, you know, I didn't have postpartum depression. I didn't need medication, but I did need a therapist. I needed a professional to be able to help me out. And I'm such a big advocate for that for sure. I think everybody, no matter what situation you're in, should go to therapy. But um, yeah, so the reason why I got over that hump of finding one is because I had such a strong purpose. I needed this to help myself and to better serve my family. The timing, you know, I just hit that wall and that was that. I said, enough is enough. I have in some ways ignored these thoughts and feelings and things I had, or just thought it was going to go away or just thought I need more time, but it's not. And so I've given it its time and now the time is up and I need to do this. And then personally, I found an hour of my week. I scheduled it in and I committed and that's my time. And I do that time every week and I don't make excuses about it. I don't go see friends instead. I don't cancel. I don't reschedule. I do do any of those things. I go to it. I even had parent-teacher conferences on the same day and I thought, oh no, how am I going to be able to still do it? But luckily I had a break during that time and I did my therapy at work. Luckily I meet virtually with my therapist. And again, this is how it fits into my lifestyle. It's easier for me to meet virtually than to go to an office. Um, and so, because I did it that way, it fit into my lifestyle, my purpose. And yeah, I even did my therapy session at work because it's important. So basically the reason why I'm sharing all of this and why I want you to kind of reflect on the purpose, the timing and the, and the personal part of your goals is that I, you know, I just want you to be able to improve your life in the way that you want for sure. All about helping everybody out. You know, that's what this whole podcast is about. So I hope you enjoyed this episode for sure. And I hope you feel more inspired to reach for those goals, because I can tell you firsthand since I've been going to therapy, since I've been working out, since I've been being more intentional about what I'm eating, about what I'm doing, I feel amazing. I'm much more better than I did before. And I know that I'm reaching towards my goals. I know that I'm making good 
habits and I'm taking care of myself. And so that has helped an extreme amount for me to feel to feel better, to feel like more like myself and to feel like I'm taking care of myself, which is huge. So when we talk about self-care, it's not necessarily, it definitely can include, but not just necessarily, you know, taking a bubble bath or getting a massage or, you know, certain small kind of one-off things. Those are amazing. Don't get me wrong. And we need those things as well but just kind of looking at a little bit more intentional, a little more life-changing, a little more sustainable, long-term habitual goals, will you'll find, you know, will really make a difference. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you enjoyed and happy new year. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy for a new year. Um, but yeah, maybe just take those resolutions and throw them in the garbage can and spend some time preparing for your goals. And if you need some support, I am here. And um, I did decide to make a separate Instagram for the podcast. So it has, you know, its own light and easier to find things. So if you need me, message me um, at Your Next Season Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook as well, uh, Your Next Season Podcast. So if you need me, reach out. Can't wait to hear from you. And thank you so much. Uh, I was trying to get it. Brother used to push the Honda Civics, yeah. What's facts if you never lived it? Uh, no cap, I've been really winning, yeah. No cap, I've been really winning. Uh, drop the pride and I drop the ceiling. Uh, new era, this a new beginning. Uh, work hard, gotta trust the vision.